This is the Beyond the Story podcast, a show that goes way beyond the story. And now, Sebastian Ross! Harry Belcher, welcome to the show, dude. What's up, brother? It's good to see you, man. Hey, it's good to see you, too. It's good to be seen. At my age, it's good. It, it is. <laughs> I think Every the day last above time I, that is a fantastic day. Um, I think the last time I saw you was uh, trafficking conversions last year. Oddly Probably enough, so, I was yeah. there and it wasn't work. Well, it kind of was. I was there with one of the sponsors, yeah. but you know, yeah. it's better than being a slave to the stage for three long, yeah. treacherous, treacherous days. But I tell you what. Those were some good fond memories and of, of traffic and conversions and being the MC for you guys. I uh, I think that that ripple effect still is an effect. I still get calls going, "Weren't you the guy that MC traffic and conversions?" I want to start a podcast. So that great guy in the boat. Yeah, yeah, man, exactly. The bow tie's been retired, and so is the MC business. But uh, it was definitely fun while it lasted and kicked open a tremendous amount of doors. Uh, that that's for sure. Well. You've been marketing since God spoke to Moses. It's been a long, you know, a long, a long journey uh, for you to say yeah. the least. And your who do you think? Who do you think sold those Ten Commandments to the public? Was, <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah, that was me. And when I, uh, I never forget when I first met you. It was like 2015 at Truck I'm like, you look familiar. I had you confused with another Perry. Perry uh, Marshall. Marshall there yeah, we yeah. go. Because I was like, Perry. you look familiar, and you're yeah. like. I kind of look like the guy that looks familiar. <laughs> uh, per- Perry Marshall. Yes. Now, yes. Looks like that. Right. right. He just did a, this somebody just texted me a picture in my, in my, in my networking group. We're like, I'm going to Perry Marshall. Perry's brilliant. Perry's really, really smart, by the way. I always give him a hard time when I always give him a hard time. Cause I always say, tell him that when we, every now and then they'll put us together on a, on an event speaking somewhere. And they said, well, which Perry are you? So I'm the, I'm the good looking one. You know, I'll always be a <laughs> hell. He's a good guy. He's very, very, very smart. He's one of the most efficient marketers I know. I'm not an efficient guy. He's very, very efficient. Uh, well, um, so you've been doing this marketing thing for a minute, as I just as I just said here, and um, digital marketing is not really that special shiny object anymore. It is, in fact, something that is that is marketing this day and age. It's it's taken over what you know traditional marketing and advertising, you know, as we know it. And every time I had the opportunity of introducing you at traffic and conversions, I always stayed for at least a majority of your session because it was always something that I that I did not know. Um, and it was mainly geared towards you know businesses and brands on how they can really build an email list, convert a better offer. And then there's several different genres within the digital marketing world. So let's back up a little bit. Let's let's talk about you know the a little bit closer to the beginning of the story when you decided, you know what, I, I really got a knack for this marketing thing. And I think I got something here. Um, and then, you know, the, 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 really the recipe in history. And of course we'll get to get into chatting about what you're doing right now. Yeah. Um, I was born a black child in Mississippi and I'm just kidding. The, the reference from the jerk, if you don't know the movie, um, no, I, I, I really, um, I guess I've always been marketing, selling something, right? Since I was little, I started my first business when I was 14 years old. I was selling, uh, uh, I didn't know they were fake, but I was selling knockoff fake designer jeans and designer, uh, shirts out of the back jeans. of my car in Paducah. I was selling fake Calvin Klein jeans out of the back of a car when I was, I didn't, I didn't own a car yet. I bought a car 
for my buddy to drive that was 16 to drive us around to sell stuff, you know, from the very beginning, I was just selling something. Um, <clears throat> I got in the marketing business. Um, really, I got in the online marketing business after a career in retail and after a career in wholesaling and importing. So my first real business was retail. I had uh, 42 jewelry stores when I was really young. I was only 20 years old when I started those and 22 when I was done and bankrupt. Uh, you know, it, nobody talks about the bad stuff. I got plenty of bad stuff. And then uh, I wouldn't do uh, manufacturing and importing and selling to wholesalers and stuff like that. And then finally, in 1998, the year after Jeff Bezos started Amazon, um, I started a website called craftstore.com and I sold craft supplies, candle making, soap making supplies on the interwebs. And, um, and that year we did $10 million. It was very, very, very easy back then. You know, we, you could manipulate the search engines really easily. People thought it was cool to get email. Oh, wow. I got an email. You've got mail. You know, right. they thought, it what was are you doing tonight? Email. I'm checking my email. Yeah. I'm checking my email. Yeah. So and people actually opened them and read them. And, you know, we had, I remember us, you know, when you could monitor, when you started to be able to monitor it, we were getting like 90% of the people we sent an email to opened it. It was like insane, you know? And, um, but, but anyway, um, I started off in basically e-com selling craft supplies. And uh, then I just started buying other brands and uh, I owned rubberstamps.com, dryraceboards.com, dryraceboard.com. Um <laughs> all sorts of other stuff. I started importing products, manufacturing products, distributing products. Um, I just found it to be the coolest thing ever that you could basically put a brochure up on the internet, tell people you had a thing and they would just hop on and buy it. You know, um, uh, back then actually about half the sales came in by the phone. People would find the website, find the thing they wanted. They would call in and buy it like a mail order company. And, um, so I did that for a long time. And then, uh, um, I got into the, I eventually got into the supplement business because I'd been, I'd been a wholesaler of supplements to the dollar store industry. So I got in the online supplement business, got in a lot of trouble in that business, almost went to jail, lost everything I had in the world. And in, uh, 2008, 10 years after I'd started selling online, um, I was completely bankrupt, busted out and $3 million in debt. Wow. And I had a buddy, um, you know, a lot of friends when I was making, yeah, I was making four to $500,000 net a month, you know, on a couple million dollars in sales, had 11 cars and a 15,000 square foot house and all kinds of crazy stuff and tons of friends, as you might imagine, and um, rented private jets and went just with everything you could do this stupid, this textbook dumbass, you know, I did it all. And, uh, so when I got in trouble, all the friends evaporated and, you know, I was kind of on my own and, uh, um, a couple of buddies that I'd met along the way, Frank Kern and, um, uh, Ryan Dice, um, really reached out to help. And Ryan especially, um, was like, man, what are you going to do now? And I was like, I don't know. I'm broke. I'm $3 million in debt. And I got a terrible name in the industry. He said, come be my partner, <laughs> you know, and, we, we took that company. Uh, he had a company called touch tone publishing was the name of his company. We rebranded it to digitalmarketer.com, and it had been doing a couple million dollars a year for I think three years in a row. And we did, uh, 
$9 million in seven months. Wow. So it was together. And um, I think the uh, next year we did 13 or 14 million. The next year we did 18 million. Next year we did 21 million. And um, we became the number one player in that, that digital marketing education space. And then we started buying uh, consumer brands, um, survivallife.com and um, a bunch of others. And um, today I own all those brands. I own sewing.com, survivallife.com, the American Gun Association, homemaderecipes.com, homesteading.com, all those consumer things. I still own those. Uh, Ryan owns Digital Marker. We did kind of a stock swap, and but we still own some stuff together. We own the War Room Mastermind together with Roland Fraser, yep. and we own the rest of Traffic and Conversion Summit. Along the way, we started Traffic and Conversion Summit, which is, I guess, still for now anyway, uh, the largest uh, online marketing event in the world. So we did all that, and that's kind of what got me to where I'm now. So now, um, <clears throat> When I, I, we had a bunch of exits, we sold a bunch of stuff and I exited out of, um, four companies in two years, um, three, eight figure exits and one seven figure exit. And I reinvested back into some done for you service businesses. And, um, um, and I'm back in the manufacturing business, if you can believe it, you know, so just everything old is new again. So I'm back to selling consumer goods that we make online again. And investing in businesses and, you know, trying to become a little less active, frankly, because I'm getting old and I'd, I'd rather young people go out and hustle and I'll just put up the money and some expertise and work with them. That's kind of my, my goal nowadays. Yeah. I talked to, I was talking to a buddy at an NFT event here in uh, Miami last week and uh, old buddy of mine, but I said, what are you up to? He said, I had a couple exits and uh, now I'm just consulting for web three companies, helping them structure a strategy. They're paying me to do so. And then I'm taking a piece of action on the exit and I just rinse and repeat that process. That's exactly what I do. I don't yeah. do it for those kinds of companies. I do it for old traditional boring style companies. Cause I don't get all the NFT web three crypto coin token thingy stuff. Are you going to try and figure it out? I think I'm not. <laughs> You're I, think I'm gonna, I think I'm going to zig while everyone else zags. That's always that's, served me pretty well. That's a good quote. Perry Belcher refuses to enter the metal metaverse. That's a great blog. Hey, I do. I, I, ref, <laughs> I, I refuse. Yeah, that might be on my tombstone. He died broke, right? I, I don't know. They'll bury me in a virtual grave somewhere, um, you know. Virtual graveyard. There's your, there's there. That's Coming the soon to the sandbox. Yes. <laughs> so, so when, when you reach a, you know, a certain level of success and you do all these exits, you make a bunch of cash and you're like, I'll never be able to spend all this money. Well, maybe I could, uh, what, what keeps you going? What keeps you getting up every day going, you know, well, let's go get another deal. Or let's go find another way to make some more cash or, you know, increase what's already there. My big secrets, divorces. Um, <laughs> If you want to stay motivated, just give away half your shit every um, eight or 10 years and you'll, you'll always have motivation. There's a tip number two. You can write that down if you want to. It's a good there. Another quotable. Another I'm not even kidding. Really? Um, I, I was, I just, uh, you know, I'm, I'm going through a, a very friendly divorce right now, actually a great ex-wife and not quite an ex-wife yet, but close to an ex-wife and, and she's a wonderful person. We just kind of, very different directions. Sure. But yeah, when you, when you, I was sitting around for the last couple of years, honestly, wondering what was going to motivate me. 
well, I found out, you know, <laughs> giving, giving away half my crap is very motivating. And buying so, guitars. And buying guitars. Yeah, I, buy, I collect a lot of guitars and I buy a lot of fancy cars and I like cars and I like cars and guitars. I'm not big into, I'm not big into houses. I'm not big into a lot of other stuff, uh, but I'm big into cars and guitars. And so uh, that's where most of my money goes to. Classic I thought maybe you guitar. I thought maybe you were headed down to my neck of the woods. I saw you down here a couple of times. I, maybe you're, I was you're just down there yesterday. I was down there last night. Actually, okay. you in Miami, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I was there. I was there for the last. Uh, I was there all week last week. I do a lot of business down there. Damon John and I do some business together. He's living down there now. He's oh, in, did he move down there? Okay, cool. He lives in. He lives in South Beach. Yeah. He's a good guy. Like and he, and I, and he and I do some stuff there. Yeah. Yeah. Oddly enough, ran so into him in the airport a couple of weeks back. I had my mask on. I'm like, what up, Damon? Like he knew who I was with a mask on. So I didn't That's realize funny. it. You know what I mean? But yeah, yeah, he's such a good guy. He and I, he and I've had a, that was a fun story. He, he called me one day in my car and said, uh, Hey, this is Damon John from Shark Tank. And I'm like, yeah, who the hell is this really? And I hung up on him. My kid is, <laughs> in the car. and my kid's a huge Shark Tank fan. He's like, and dad, said, what are you doing? <laughs> yeah, yeah. So uh, the phone rang back again. He says, Hey Perry, this is really Damon. J- Joe Polish asked me to call you. Don't hang up, please. It's really me. And I'm like, <laughs> I'm like, Oh shit. You know, I should probably not done that. And uh, I bought a company that he bought on shark tank. I bought the majority of it from him and we've continued that kind of tradition. He'll, he'll buy a company and then I may buy a big piece of it. And then I, I'll kind of grow it. And if it's successful, they get to go back on Shark Tank and do the after the tank show, showing how awesome it was. But most of those deals don't make money. There's not a lot of money in it in, really? in those deals. But it's fun to know Damon, and we've done a lot of other things together that were profitable, and and some new stuff that we're doing that we think is going to do really well. I met him like 12 years ago mm-hmm. on Miami Beach on a Sunday afternoon, and his book had just come out, and he told a story about playing Monopoly with his employees. And making them have a little skin in the game it was like a hundred bucks a head, have everybody over food, drinks, hold on a Friday night, like team building. But Monopoly would reveal personality traits and he would literally sift through and fire his staff according to how people responded on Monopoly. You know who the cheaters are, you know, who gets angry fast, you know, who, you know, has the yeah, poker face, et cetera. So he comes in and we were, we were working on a deal with him at the time. And uh, I said, so, uh, so tell me about this Monopoly game. He goes, you read the book and this is like this is actually this is 2008 so it's one year before shark tank and uh he sent one of his guys out his entourage there to find a monopoly board because we were going to sit on one of those beds there by the pool and play monopoly and uh he couldn't find a monopoly board but that was the beginning of the story there and, and ended up staying in touch with them uh, and uh was a great great just uh, touch point and mentor and then shark tank came along which they didn't think was going to last a, a season um and then i think last time i saw yeah, now they're like now they're like 15 seasons of that That's, thing. It's crazy. It's crazy. You guys have some TNC one year too. Yeah, we had two years. Uh, he's coming in tonight into Vegas. He, he's in Vegas almost every week because he speaks so much, so many different places. Yeah. So I we we get to meet up here pretty often. And now I go to Miami probably once a, once every six weeks or so. So we'll see each other in Miami. I was at Floyd Mayweather's birthday party. I definitely saw between Vegas. Yes, that. That's oh, were I you saw. there? No, I wasn't at the party, but I saw you. I saw pictures from it, and I was yeah, like, I yeah, got yeah. to track down this Perry Belcher next time he's uh, in, in my. Yeah, room. it was a lot of fun. I've never met Floyd. I've been to his birthday party two years in a row. I've never met the man, but a buddy of mine always invites me to go with him, um, uh, Brian Sullivan. So I always go, and it's a ball. But de- sometimes, he'll, sometimes he'll come in and he'll be there thirty minutes, and then he's gone. 
He just makes an appearance and leaves. They you know, two million dollar party. Doesn't it's he? Does he live in Vegas too? He lives in Vegas. Yeah, he lives in Vegas primarily, but he's he likes Miami a lot. Yeah, everybody does these days. It's getting a little out of control, actually. Yeah, it's pretty crazy. Pretty crazy down there. It, it it really is. And Austin's a little crazy too, but Austin's real different than Miami. I was there for South by a couple of weeks back and a uh, whole, whole different animal. Everyone's like Austin. I lived, in, I lived in Austin 10 years and I, I you, it's, it's a wonderful place to visit. <laughs> it really is. I, if you I, like, if you like skinny jeans and uh, you know, cold brew coffee, it's, a, it's the spot for yeah, you. Yeah. And lumberjack looking dudes that, you know, with a bad attitude, lumberjack with a, servers with, bad a no, attitude. with a nose ring too. action. <laughs> yeah. A rat tail, a rat tail beard hanging in your soup. Yeah. It's great. You know, yes, not, not for me. There's a, there's a comic who does a podcast. I'll just send it to you. Yeah, please do. Uh, that moved to Austin because Joe Rogan was down there and he has a whole bit on how screwed up uh, Austin is. And he, he says how, how inept they are at everything and how, how little ambition everyone has. Um, somebody said it's where, where, where young, where young people go to retire. You know, but, but they said they had a mass shooting on sixth street and no one was hurt. He said, even the mass shooters uh, don't do a good enough job. <laughs> Nobody was killed. You know, that mass shooting. Yeah. No was a, yeah <laughs> he does uh, a whole bit about it. <laughs> I've been doing a bit of uh, stand-up comedy myself here in Miami, and uh, tried to. Oh, I mean, yeah, yeah. I mean, tried, tried to get over that, that that fear a little bit. I, you know, I can I can speak to to to, mm-hmm. to the many, uh, but and being on stage, no problem. But you get there, tell fifty drunk people, make them laugh. You know, comedy. Right? Yeah, yeah. Comedy's not comedy's easy when it's when it's not expected. So uh, yeah, I've yeah, been navigating through that whole thing. I just don't know. I want to hang out at a bar Tuesday night at eleven o'clock at night, and you know make people laugh for five minutes and then go home and feel good for a spot. Yeah. Right. Yeah, Yeah. exactly. Exactly. So, um, so, so this year, and I know you've been working for a little bit on these, uh, these new done for you services. What, what, what's that all about? Yeah, man, I just, you know, um, I've been the king of the low, the king of the low rollers for a long time. I've been selling a lot of low dollar stuff to, you know, hundreds of thousands, not millions of people for years, you know, little bitty, micro purchases that led to continuity purchases and things like that out of, you know, literally millions of people, 22 million people on my email list from the um, survival and gun um, space, which I never liked that space. I was always, I bought that business. Uh, I I wasn't, it wasn't a business I started, but, uh, but I really just, when I, when I refitted and I sold a bunch of stuff, I decided really I was going to go back into much more expensive stuff. So I'm doing, um, you know, we have done for you services company called Scalewind. So we do, um, we do unlimited graphics and video for so much a month. We do unlimited um, uh, customer service for so much a month. We do unlimited copywriting for so much a month in these kind of bucket service programs. Um, and, um, that business has really grown like a weed. It's doing really, really, really well. It's uh, it's up about eight hundred percent this year over last, and I think it'll grow again. As as fewer and fewer people want to go to work, I'm like yeah. cheering that on. I'm like, yeah, stay at home, buddy. Drink some more beer. Right. We'll outsource that, you know. So we're so we're really in the outsource business, um, in the managed outsourcing business, and um, we do that. Um, I'm back into like I do a lot of private label manufacturing for people now. We manufacture candles, bath products, uh, 
organic pesticides, cleaners, chem, all sorts of stuff. Green screen uh, paint. Green screen paint. You know, I used to sell green screen paint. I know. Yes. That was a great story. That story stuck with me. I really, I remember that story. Green paint. Yeah. <laughs> it turns out it's just green paint. But when you call it green screen paint, it's worth $70 a gallon. Um, <laughs> <That's> yeah. <laughs> yeah. There's a certain color of green paint that you can sell as green screen paint. And, and it's worth a lot more money. Um, but yeah, I've been taking products like that for years and years. In fact, weirdly enough, I'm going to move the camera. So you can, but the book that I sat my computer on to level it out. So you could see me is called the Henley's book of 20th century common formulas. And this book has probably made me 20 million, $30 million over my career in sales. Cause it's just a book of chemical formulas of stuff that you can make. And I've sold so many chemical products and so many, um, you know, we've done everything from chemicals to food products to, you know, we're making freeze dried pet treats right now and all sorts of crazy stuff. I like being a manufacturer because you, you can't be more prime than being the manufacturer. No, not at all. And it gives you a lot of advantages. If you're everybody today, I think people are going to physical products business are really screwing up because they hire these third-party manufacturers to make all their stuff. And the problem is they eat all the margin. The third-party manufacturers are eating all the margin. Something I could make for $2, somebody else is paying 6 or $8 for it wholesale, quote-unquote wholesale, to try to go retail it for 30 or 40 bucks, where if they made it for $2 and sold it for $20, they'd sell 10 times more. So I can go into a market and really clobber the market because I'm prime... Um, I'm prime on the product, you know, and, um, I've got a software company with a guy named Chad nicely. Um, gosh, what else am I doing? I don't know. All kinds of other crap. There's a bunch of other crap. Oh, uh, conventions.com. I own conventions.com. So we're in the convention services business and do all that. So I got a lot of things going on. Uh, and then I own a minority share in several other companies, bookkeepers.com and a few others. Keeping busy then. To say the least, I, yeah, I don't, I don't get a chance to sleep a lot. When I got to make that, I got to make that money back, buddy. <laughs> you gotta re- <laughs> <laughs> I got to I got to feather my nest back up. Yeah, you do. Well, I, I, I'm, I'm pretty confident you're not gonna have a problem doing that. Uh, when are you starting the podcast? I don't know if I'm ever gonna start a podcast. You know, um, you definitely don't need to. You definitely don't. I need prefer to. to be a podcast guest than to start a podcast. Smart man, but not everybody can get away with that. People confuse that. I get run into people all the time. Like, I don't want to be podcast guests. Like guys like you can say shit like that. Like dice, like I don't need a pot, but even Ryan Rollins got a podcast does a damn good job of it too. But like you guys yeah. really need a podcast on there. And the guesting is, I mean, that's one time I, I will agree with, I only guessed, you know, versus actually starting one on there. Cause uh, there's far more. I mean, it's, you look at like the influencer market and getting out there and the influencer marketing and stuff and the impact that that's been able to have, you know, depending on who you're working with, I think podcasting is going to be in that, in that same arena here, but we'll do this. Go ahead. Just 26 years in just 26 years, I've become an overnight success. So only 26 years and only 20, I've been selling online for this year will be 26 years of selling online. Can you believe that shit? Wow. I've been selling online. I've been selling online longer than most of your listeners are old. <laughs> good guy to learn from that's for sure well, well dude man it's always good to see you. I, your name came up the other day i was with uh dan henry over in st pete and, oh uh, man yeah yeah and he was like uh perry's great man you ever been out with perry heard any of his stories like i definitely have like he told me on the on the podcast i'm like absolutely not 
<laughs> yeah, I like old man. He's going through a a a, a bit of a mid a early midlife crisis right now. I think he's changing he's changing his gears pretty good. Well, what but he's always he just, he's trying to beat himself, which is good. That's it, you know if you can constantly be competing with yourself, um, it, you're always going to do well. I tell you, I mean, he's doing so good, man. I we got a chance to spend some time together too, and uh, we went to dinner and, and, and had had a great conversation. And he's done so much growth, man, just as a human, like just to, in, in general too. And uh, yeah, I, I think he's got over his travel fear, is what happened. You know, his fear of flying, really. He got to Costa Rica and then bought the new crib, and he's like, I can do this. So I see he posted yesterday. Next up, Amsterdam. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, he's a dude. I like that guy a lot. He's he's one of the brightest young men I've seen. Uh, pop in the and down in Austin, uh, uh, like Heck is the same way. Um, I don't know if you know him or not, but he's he's killing it at YouTube and retargeting. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. His team calls me twice a day. (laughs) Yeah, he's they're aggressive, but man, what a good guy! And the services he provides for people are doing, I mean, he just does so well for his clients. He's so loved, he's such a good dude. Oh, fuck, now I'm gonna take his call now. See. In an industry of scoundrels, you know, he's a pretty good guy. You know, right. a lot of gypsies, tramps, and thieves in this business. So. A couple, a couple, two, three yeah. out there. <laughs> well, dude, so good to see you, man. Always good to, uh, to chat it up with you. I'm glad you're uh, officially on your podcast interview tour here. I, I saw your post the other day and I was like, is it April 1st? I thought, yeah, was- I got almost 200 people uh, were asking the, you know, we'd be on podcast and I've got a lot more private ones. So I don't know. I'm trying to do, I'm trying to do four of them every Wednesday. I'm trying to get them booked into one good. day. So I just put them out, but we'll see who, who knows. I thought it'd be a good idea to get up there and mix it up. So who I mean, so, yeah, man. Uh, you know, always looking for business partners. That's my big goal. I'm not trying to sell anything. I'm just trying to find partners. So sure. absolutely. Cool. Well, good man. Keep rocking good and rolling, dude. You're, yeah, it's good to see you too, brother. It's uh, you're an inspiration, man. It's good. It's been shit, man. It's been 2015. Gosh, seven years since I did T. Well, the first year doing TNC. So, time flies. You know, my grandma used to say the, yeah, the days the days drag on and the years fly by. Yes, sir. Isn't that the truth? All right, man. Well, uh, keep, keep doing what you're doing, man. It clearly uh, is uh, is uh, getting some results here. And uh, again, all, great to see you. Next time you're in Miami, uh, hit me up. We'll go grab a mojito or 12. Let's do it. Let's do it. I like those Cuban sandwiches. All right, buddy. Yeah, Take good, care. Man. Thanks, bye. Thanks so much for tuning into this episode of the Beyond the Story podcast. Be sure to appreciate it. If you haven't done so already, make sure you're subscribed to the show. This way you'll get updates as new episodes become available. If you feel so inclined, please leave us a review. Be sure to appreciate it. Signing off from the podcast, launchlab.com studios. We'll talk to you next time.